It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. For what it's worth, I like your uh, walls. Consequence Podcast Network. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> what would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with it's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here, for checking out the episodes. Please do hit the subscribe button. I put out three new interviews every single week. It's a lot of work. It's a, lot, it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones as well. Uh, you can subscribe, uh, you know, anywhere. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, anywhere you get your podcast from. You can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Uh, some of the recent guests I've had on here include Matthias Schweikoffer and Tom Harper from the uh, movie Heart of Stone with Gal Gadot. Uh, we had Bethany Cosentino, Victony, Emily Kinney on here. We had the cast of Minx. That also includes uh, actress Elizabeth Perkins. Ellie Kemper from The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt in The Office. She stopped by to talk about her new rec, her new movie. Uh, Dylan Arnold, he's in Oppenheimer. Dropped by to talk about that. Keanu Reeves was here with his band Dogstar. We have Bruno Major. Janelle Monet, Greta Van Fleet, Lucinda Williams, 311. Those are just a few of the guests we've had on recently here on the Kyle Meredith with podcast. And that's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest is Madison Beer. She's got a brand new record called Silence Between Songs that we're going to be talking about. She'll she'll discuss her uh, growth through therapy and self-care, especially uh, from since the last album. Uh, we'll talk about her attraction to the music of the 60s and which song on the new collection was inspired by the Beatles yesterday. Madison's also going to tell us how she developed the LP and making sure it stands as an album in the classic sense, writing about her brother Ryder, and how the album title applies to her life. It's all that and more. We're talking silence between songs. It's Kyle Meredith with Madison Beer. How are you? Silence between songs. It's, you know, I know there's so many emotions rolling out through this, and it's such a beautiful record on top of that. I mean, what a mood you have created. So, just the the beginning with the congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. I'm I'm definitely really proud of it, and I appreciate you saying that. When I look, when I listen to it, and then I listen back on you know your previous work, and and it's it, even the, of course the stuff that you've been talking about, it almost does feel like you. I don't know if it, it's so much that it feels like you wanted to be someone else on this record than the previous one, or maybe it's just more of yourself. But if that's the case, what was the journey and 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 maybe more importantly, why? Yeah, I think that that's definitely really accurate in the sense of like, you know, from from life support to now or whatever it is, like I feel like I've 
you know, the last, what has it been three years now that came out? I feel like I've grown so much. Um, you know, obviously I'm only 24. So these are the years that you're growing every day a lot. But I think that for me, I've spent so much of the past couple of years, like really in, in a lot of therapy and really just doing a lot of like introspection and, um, like work on myself internally. And I think that that's sort of why this album feels so much more honest and raw and the things that I talk about and, you know, the topics and whatever it is. And even just musically and sonically, I feel like I, you know, there's, there's so many different ways that I've always wanted to go down. And, and this is kind of what I wanted as my sophomore album was sort of the more, the things that really like made me get into music in the first place. So yeah, it's been, it's been a long journey since my debut album and I feel really proud of, you know, my ability to be handed now. And I, um, yeah, I'm excited for people to hear this side of me. When you go on so much of a, a soul searching journey like that, and then you turn around and say, okay, now I'm going to put it into art. Um, you know, whether that's the album, whether that's the, the, the memoir, uh, with the half of it that came out earlier this year, talking when you, when you're talking about, you know, wanting to be a lot more raw and, and telling the story that you want to tell, does it still come through a bit of, um, I don't know. I guess what I'm asking is there still sort of a filter you put there because you still, it's still, you know, it's still a catchy song at the end of it. Right. I mean, there, there's still a work of art that has to be kind of applied to it as well. Yeah. I mean, definitely there's a, there's a balance for sure. But what does that mean? What does that mean to, to talk about something like this, but still put it through the filter of a, of a song? Yeah. I think the whole overall album, I, I just really thought that was like in theme with, you know, like I, I got the courage to release a book this year. Like I've been, you know, I just think that I've been trying to open up about certain things that I've gone through a lot more because I feel that, you know, as someone that sure I've been in the industry since I was super young, I've also been a fan of so many people since I was super young and I've grown up loving so many artists and there have been times for me where I've felt very alone in some of my struggles and my guilt and my issues. And I don't know that I can like cite too many people that I guess spoke about some of those things that maybe I would have felt less alone if they did. So I don't know a lot, a lot of this is stuff that I feel is important to talk about. I mean, you know, like to speak specifically, the first thing I can think of is the, the song about my brother. Um, you know, that took years for me to articulate. I, I've, I've wanted to write a song about him and for him, for the past six years, I want to say I've tried it a few times and it's just never been right. And then I think with, you know, the last like two or three years of really just doing that extensive like work on myself and really facing sort of like the ugly truth about some things that have gone on, I've been able to, you know, craft this song in a way that I feel is is really important. I feel that it does, you know, justice of what what he he's been through on his own journey in regards of like everything that's happened in the last 12 years. And yeah, I mean, it's it's it, it's it's hard to write a song like that and then still feel like, OK, I have to make this catchy and I have to make it a song that people like. But I think that we honestly, if I can say, did a did a good job. Like, I, I think that we the bones of the song are are great with or without the lyrics. I think that the, the lyrics and it being so honest and real just makes it that much better. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. 
And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Madison Beer. And it is interesting, you know, you, you've already mentioned a couple of times that even, even, you know, finally getting the chance to, to sort of use your influences in this. And I know that you've talked extensively about that. I mean, we have, you're mentioning some of the greatest names of all time, by the way, with the Beatles and the Beach Boys and even newer with Tame Impala, you sample the Turtles, mm -hmm. which, you know, is, is sort of, I, I never hear anybody talk about the Turtles and what a great song you showed me is. Yeah. What is it about that era that's so attractive to you? I, I think that that's a question I ask myself a lot because it really is the music that I always will go to and choose over anything. Um, and I don't know the answer. I don't know like what exactly it is. I think that there was just something so honest and cool. And I think it was a very experimental time in music. And I, I mean, of course, we always are constantly experimenting and creating new things. But I think specifically, just looking back, like the nuance of music was so impressive. And just these artists and what they could do. I mean, like to specific, like the Beach Boys and stuff, like having a song like God Only Knows with endless key changes and weird melodies and just doing things that are just no one has literally ever done before in a in a pop music you know uh marketplace it's just really sick and i think that it just touches me in a, in a deep way i think also even just like lyrically the music was not what it is today like you know men were still writing love songs for women and i think there just was yeah there was just like a different um essence about the whole thing and i and i loved it since i could remember um and yeah, I think as I've, as I've gotten older and I've been able to really appreciate the musicality of it, it's been that much more impressive of just being like, how does one write a song like this? I, I don't I don't know. And to me, it's it's the best music and, and you know, all of time. I'm amazed anytime an artist can look at a song like, as you mentioned, like God Only Knows, which, you know, was written you know, 60 years ago or something like that around 60 years ago at this point knowing that that was the bar that set for all of the music that was to come not just that song but of the music of that era whether we're talking about you know that or mostly anything the Beatles did or Bob Dylan or anything like that like and that and now 
<laughs> and now anybody that wants to write a song to some degree, you know, has to ask themselves, can it live up to that? Like, and that, like, that's where I, I would get tripped up. The answer is no. And I think that that's like, it, it's, it's to me, what, what's so cool about it is like, I don't think that there will ever be anything like it. I don't think there will ever be anything that is, you know, remotely the same, even like, you know, here, there and everywhere like that, that Beatles song, I think like is another one where I listen to it. And I'm like, I, yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing else like this. There's no other Beatles song like it. I don't think that they could do something like the same or like I just think that it's it's really cool that you know even something that you said like is 60 years old or however many years old still to this day I don't think can be beat out because I just don't think there's anything like it and that's what I think is so cool about music is everything is so individual and each song has its own life and path and it's just so inspiring to me and like I think it is it maybe maybe that's part of the reason why I'm so into it because I'm like there's still top of the list 60 years later there's nothing that's ever come close i guess in some way that does take the pressure off honestly it's like cool that's the great well yeah i was watching uh i don't know if you've seen the bear everybody's watching the bear recently but uh there's a scene in there where he you know there's a cook and he's like i thought i was the best and i had all this pressure on my shoulders until one day i realized that someone else was better and that made me feel so much better yeah i mean like i can't like as much as i reference you know the beatles and the beach boy and beach boys and stuff and i have these like idols like queen and whatever that i love i I don't think i'm ever going to be able to top anything they've done let alone like come close to anything they've done it's just like a source of inspiration for me and i think like whatever that like guttural artistic instinct that i have when i listen to those music that like does something within me that i want to make someone else feel you know any semblance of that so i think that that's really like what i you know pull from but i'm definitely not in in the space to think I'm competing with those guys in any way. <laughs> I don't know. And don't sell yourself short. I mean, I know what we're saying in this, but but again, you, what you have done is this beautiful record. And the way it's going to connect with someone is the same way that, you know, any of these songs we're referencing has connected with you. I mean, there are going to be those people out there that feel this way. And the fact that you've taken all of this inspiration and distilled it into this complete mood um, because it does. I mean, uh, there are variations and, and lots of different sounds, and I can see the directions you're kind of pulling, you know, or weaving around throughout the album. But it also works as an album, you know, like that mood of an era. You know, I wrote down when I first heard Show Me How I Fell in Love With You. I mean, I mean, that could be a Bond song. And I think that goes with almost any song on here. Like this could be in that sort of filter, you know. And so when you were making the record and maybe this is just something that happens when you're working with a team or producers or whatever, but did you have that ultimate vision? Like this is what the album is not just song by song, but how it all sort of works in one sound. Yes. And no, I think that like began to develop pretty quickly and we were able to be like, okay, this is what it is. But overall, I would say that we just kind of took it like piece by piece. And there's so many types of music and songs that inspire me that I love and whatever. So I knew that I wanted the album to be as honest and like as me as possible, but I don't know if I knew what that meant, like going into it. I think it, it really just developed on its on its own. And we'll be right back right after this. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Madison Beer. Uh, I wonder is uh, automatically a favorite song of mine. Uh, oh, and cool. Yeah. And, and Spinning Out, too. I mean, both of those do have that that classic vibe to it. And I know Spinning Out's uh, the next single or spinning um maybe i should just ask you the broad question i mean what 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 can you say about that song uh, that song was um we 
So Yesterday is one of my favorite songs of all time, of course. And I think I've always loved how there's not really a chorus. It kind of is this sort of loop of a song. And I think that it's really interesting. And I love things that aren't, you know, just like this is verse one, then it's the pre-chorus and it's the chorus. Like I, I kind of like doing things that are a little bit different. And so that was the original inspiration was like, how can we write a song that does this sort of never ending loop? And then when I, in my head, kept thinking loop, I was like, spin it and that's kind of literally how that came about and I was like okay that's what we're going to base this off of was literally just the word spin in and then of course you know my like Alice in Wonderland brain was like okay the world stopped spinning what does that mean and then we just sort of like went down the rabbit hole literally and we just started to write about it and what would it feel like if the world stopped spinning what would it visually look like and um, we just we just wrote the song and then it quickly became sort of the cinematic song that I, I I just love so much I think it's so special and, and interesting and um, I think we definitely accomplished that like you know loop kind of thing and yeah it's just it's just a really cool song and I'm excited for people to hear it because I don't think it's you know remotely similar to anything I've ever done it's it's also one of those great like if you find the right word like that like the song can just fall into place and 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 while we're talking about you know these poetic moments too I mean the title, the album title in itself, the silence between songs. Mm-hmm. What an interesting thing to call an album. And uh, I think you've 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 spoken to this, but I, I I'd love to hear the story behind that because because the silence it's almost ironic if you want it to be the silence between songs on an album full of songs. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, I think so. We came up with this title actually first and foremost. It was like the first thing that we did was um we 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 went on this trip to Palm Springs. I think it was three years three and a half years ago now um and we wrote a song called sounds between songs and i just my inspiration for that song was really like you know missing someone in between the silence between songs and at this time we didn't know that was what the album was going to be called necessarily i thought about it but i didn't know for sure and then you know like i said earlier over the past few years where i've really taken so much time to get to know myself better and become more like sound with who i am and what's you know transpired in my life i feel that those times that I've grown the most have actually been in between you know the times where it's been noisy or busy and loud and whatever and and I'm someone who kind of likes distraction I mean I sleep with the tv on like I'm always kind of keeping myself busy I, I don't I don't like to sit and think with my own thoughts because it can be quite scary but I feel like after the past few years I've been able to be like that's the times where you've grown the most and those are the times where you've actually um flourished in so many ways so that's kind of why the title is what it is and i think i could just go down the track list i mean i know home to another one's been a great song that people have been liking <laughs> I, I listen to that song and i think you know that doesn't feel really feel like a good situation for any party that was involved um, <laughs> and you know as you talk about how you're writing and 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 some of these moments are for yourself and about yourself and obviously some of these seem like you're telling the story of of relationships, whether they are relationships you have with, you know, loved ones or people that you've been in a relationship with. Do you find that you have a lyrical focus? Do you, do you find that there's, you know, situations that you tend to write about that, that feels more in your comfort zone? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I try not to like box myself in in any way. And like, I try to let myself just creatively freely write and not be like, oh, I shouldn't talk about this and whatever. Because I think if I did that, I wouldn't have like any of the songs in the album that I do. But 
there's definitely a line that I like to draw in the sand of just like, I don't like to be too detailed about like, sure. When I write a song about my brother, obviously I can be really detailed because the song is literally called writer and there's no like hiding who it's about. But if there's someone that like, you know, it's about a previous relationship or someone that I'm not in contact with anymore. Like I try to be a little as elusive as possible and not like be too specific with the situation. Probably very kind of you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try. You'll uh, you'll inevitably you'll though you'll what end up with like Carly Simon, you know, 40 years later, people are still trying to ask her what you're so vain is about. And uh, yeah, and exactly. she's very smart to not tell them, by the way, that's uh, seems fun. Um, it's a beautiful record and I've enjoyed listening to it so much. Uh, Madison, congratulations on this. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it. Thank you. I appreciate the kind words. And I, and I just, just saying that you love, I wonder the most, I know exactly uh, what kind of person you are and I definitely love it. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Have a good one. And my thanks to Madison Beer. The new album is called Silence Between Songs. Thanks to you again for uh, for checking out the episode. I do hope you uh, subscribe to the whole series so you can keep up with all the interviews that we put out every single week. Again, it's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so you can keep up with your favorite artists and discover those new ones at Spotify and Apple Podcast at NPR wfbk.org youtube for the video versions or anywhere you get your podcast from you can subscribe to kyle meredith with and then after that head over to wfpk.org so i do a show monday through friday starting at 6 p.m eastern you get some classic tracks the best in new music there is music news uh, we do bonus interviews, album anniversaries. Uh, one of my latest shows had the music of Veruca Salt, Lush, Jamiroquai, Regina Spector, New Pornographers, Killer Mike, D'Angelo, Otis Redding, Sade, J.C. Brooks, Olivia Dean, and Leon Bridges. We uh, played um, The Middle Kids and LP, Radiohead, Garbage, Slow Dive, Peter Gabriel, Silver Sun Pickup, Suki Waterhouse, Bell and Sebastian Prince, Nana Cherry, Genesis Owusu, Jamila Woods, and my interview with Louise Post of Veruca Salt. That's just a, an example of what you can hear every weeknight at 6 p.m. at wfpk.org. Consequence has your music and film news. Of course, you can also catch me on the uh, social media spots. Uh, all of them, all the social media spots. The uh, address is always the same, at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Sorry, I've had like a very hectic morning. You don't want to see me right now. <laughs> it's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at wfpk.org from Louisville Public Media.